Welcome to the Sacred Ancestry Podcast, a show about discovering the true human potential. Let's dive deep into physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual health. I'm your host, Thomas Worm. The best thing about the breakthrough sessions is when my client's entire physiology changes. Their voice changes, even the way they talk about things is completely different than it was before the session. Their entire life has changed in front of my eyes. The spark they had as a child is back. And what's so beautiful is that they are the exact client I need right now. Because whatever they release, I release too. I learn so much about myself every session, and the client releases a seed that connects all the problems in their life. The client is realigned in their mind, body, and spirit. That's the breakthrough session. So go to mountainmindtricks.com and sign up for a discovery session so we can chat, learn more about each other, and see if you're a good fit for a breakthrough session. Go to mountainmindtricks.com. Writing a book isn't about the actual book because there, there's going to be those obstacles that try and derail you from the actual writing. The key is preserving through the pain of writing every day. The book begins to highlight your emotional deep core wounds in a way that makes you want to quit writing, right? But if you stay on the course, the old beliefs, the old identity of yourself, the negative ways of thinking begin to fall away. And suddenly, a new way of being starts to emerge. This is when the book begins to come alive and write itself. Because in this moment, you aren't writing the book. The book is writing itself as you have this internal transformation. This is the essence of healing through writing. Is your book screaming from the back of your mind? I know mine was. What would happen if your healing journey stopped here? You never got over that final hump. Your regret, remorse from not writing your book was the source of mind-body, future disease. I mean, what would you tell your clients if you couldn't work anymore? Go be healed somewhere else? I mean, what would happen if your business failed because you hold yourself back from your highest self? What would it be like if you regretted the book you never wrote and your last thoughts on your deathbed was, I wish I would have written that book. See, all these things are tragic, but it's possible for you to reach your big dream and be a number one best-selling author. When the book heals the author, the book heals the reader. This is a powerful concept because when books heal the reader, they sell and they go number one bestseller. So I'm starting this movement of healing through writing and using the breakthrough session to release the root cause of writer's block, that procrastination, that loss of motivation when you started writing your book or you had the idea and you never started. There's one-on-one coaching calls, weekly homework and accountability, after a comprehensive health assessment, we build habits and systems and goals to keep you on track. There's MP3 guided meditations, one-on-one hypnosis. And then I really teach you how to get published, how to self-publish or publish with my company, Mountain Mind Tricks Publishing. Then you leverage your book on podcasts, talk shows, speaking engagements, and you manifest that prosperity and passive income you're really looking for in your business. So I want you to check out BreakthroughWritersBlock.com and join the Healing Through Writing movement. It'll be the best thing you've ever done in your life because writing a book will completely change everything. So go to BreakthroughWritersBlock.com. Again, that's BreakthroughWritersBlock.com. <laughs> Welcome to the Sacred Ancestry Podcast. I'm so excited for my guest today, Nikki Sunshine. She's an amazing human podcaster and relationship teacher. And she's going to teach us today about emotional alchemy, conscious relationships, and 
the partners we attract. And this is so amazing because this is such a deep topic. And um, Nikki, could you introduce yourself and, and tell us a little bit about your journey on how you got here to become a relationship teacher and what you're doing now and how you're traveling the world all the time and all these amazing things that you're doing. I, yeah. <laughs> Hi. Yeah. Thank you, Thomas. Um, <laughs> first thing that comes in my mind is like, well, how much time do we have? It's a long journey. <laughs> um, but let me try and share it with you guys in a digestible bit here. Um, so I was born and raised in a, in a place called Wisconsin, in, which is in America. Maybe some of you have heard of it. It's known as the Dairy State. And ever since a kid, being a kid, I can remember feeling like, hmm, I don't quite fit in here. I don't, I don't think I'm going to stay here. Just always feeling like I was going to go somewhere. Um, I was raised by a very brave woman, my mother. She was a single mom at the age of two. When I was two years old, my dad died. So my mom took on raising three kids and it was really difficult for her. Um, you know, she had lost the love of her life suddenly and she had a, a previous history with um, alcohol. And so after he died, the, that relationship between her and alcohol just became more intense. And yeah, growing up, there was a lot of terrifying moments in my house. There was a lot of um, really beautiful moments. Uh, it was kind of this mirage of experiences. Um, for those of you who have lived with or been around an addict, you maybe know kind of the unpredictable nature of, of their behavior. So despite all of that, I always felt very close to my mom. Um, I was extremely empathic as a child and she would confide in me because she felt safe to tell me about her fears, about, um, you know, when she, when she accidentally spent the social security check on alcohol, um, she felt safe to talk to me because she knew I wouldn't judge her. And she felt a lot of shame around her, her behavior and her position. So I grew up in this house, um, really became quite a, what I would call like a parentified child, sort of parenting my mom in a lot of ways. And eventually I went to college. Um, and when I went to college, I, I actually a little before college, I started um, drinking a lot. I started experimenting with party drugs and and going to a lot of raves, what we called them back then, and just really having a good time. So it seemed, <laughs> um, you know, at the time, it just felt like I was having fun. And now reflecting back, I know that I was, I was unconsciously covering up some deep, deep pain that I was scared to feel from my childhood, from losing my dad, from some various experiences of um, sexual abuse and things that happened throughout my, my upbringing. So um, eventually I moved away, I moved to Colorado and it was in 2016 when I was 23 years old that I got a call 
from a dear friend informing me that my mom was found on her apartment floor. And so I flew back to Wisconsin immediately. Interestingly enough, I had just been with her two days before. I, I, uh, I had this gut feeling to go visit my mom. And I spent three weeks with her. And the day after I flew back to Colorado, I got that call. So the timing was very interesting. And I returned to Wisconsin and I spent the next nine days along with my two sisters in the hospital next to my mom who was unconscious and hooked up to all sorts of weird machines, breathing tubes, oxygen things, um, almost unrecognizable. And I spent the next nine days on this emotional roller coaster. We, you know, at first we were really hopeful. We were sure she was going to wake up and then, and then we were really scared and then various doctors would come in and kind of give me and my sisters different bits of of news so sometimes it'd be oh okay yeah she's gonna wake up and then oh she's gonna be in a wheelchair and paralyzed her whole life and then um it was just this very intense emotional time for those nine days and um, on the ninth day my older sister had left the hospital to go get some papers signed to transfer my mom to hospice my younger sister had left the room to go on a walk and I was, I was there alone with my mom. Um, well, my brother-in-law was in the room. He was kind of in the corner doing some work and I was just holding her and all of a sudden she started choking and, and kind of shaking. And as I was holding her, looking right at her, she breathed her, her final breath and died. And this is what I would call the beginning of my life. This is, this is when my life really began. Um, it was so incredibly painful losing my mom. We had grown quite close in my older years. And it was, it was almost like my worst nightmare. You know, I had already lost my dad. And so I, I always kind of thought, well, God will never take my mom from me because I because I've already lost my dad. And so losing her was quite literally like a manifestation of my worst nightmare. And um, what happened was over the next year, I fell apart. Um, so that that year following her death, I just started to kind of fall apart. And um, it was as if her death was the thing that I couldn't repress. It was like the straw that broke the camel's back. And so all of a sudden, all of these wounded parts of me just started spilling out all over the floor. It was, it was not, it was like, I wasn't just grieving her and losing her, but all of a sudden I was grieving the pain from my childhood and um, from the abuse and from this and from that, everything from my life, I started to feel all at once. It was very intense. And, um, you know, when she died, I was still pretty heavily in, involved in the party scene. And so um, these beautiful humans that I called my, my family and my friends out in Colorado, they didn't know how to show up for me during such an intense time right? We were, we were party friends. We like to get together and have a good time. And so, um, you know, I watched my friend group kind of dissipate and I was, I was living in Colorado away from my family and I just, I just lost it. Um, 
I remember about a year after she died, I was in a new relationship and my, my partner asked me, what are your dreams? What are your goals? I can picture this so perfectly. We were driving up the mountains of Colorado in his truck. And I said, you know, my only goal right now is to go a single day without crying, just one day. And so that this ended up being a really pivotal, pivotal time in my journey because um, I went way, way, way into the darkness, so to speak. And I had never really been there before. I had lived through a lot of darkness, but I hadn't let myself really feel it and experience it emotionally. And um, yeah, you know, I'm sure we'll touch on some of these things throughout this um, conversation, but I learned a lot. Um, I healed some chronic pains that I had been carrying around not by doing anything particular, just by feeling emotions that had been long stored in my body. Um, and and this, this place inspired me to go get support. So that led me to my first ever kind of healing container of, you know, what now has been many. But at that time, it was the first one I ever stepped into. It was a program called the Deep Psychology of Intimate Relationships. Um, and it was kind of paired with a relationship coach training. And I wasn't even interested in the relationship coach training as much as I was interested in healing myself. And I, and I really trusted the guy holding this container. So I went into a year long healing container and it was, whew, it was intense. I did not know what I was signing up for, <laughs> but it was so powerful. Um, yeah. Tons of shadow work and just really learning to love myself. That's what happened in that year. So that's really where my journey began. And, and it's almost been five years since then. And since then, I've really gotten to know myself on a deeper level um, to understand me and my emotions and um, their wisdom. And, and yeah, my journey just continues to take me places now. Um, I'm, I'm deeply committed to my healing and also following my inner guidance. Uh, so that is what led me here to Bali a year ago. And that same inner guidance is what's leading me to Turkey in just a few weeks. Um, yeah. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing your story. And I just, I really appreciate you being so open with the audience and with me and, and such a powerful story. And, and I'm so sorry for all the loss and, and the, the hard things that you've been through. And mm. I, I think for, for me personally, I think the thing, all the things I've been through, because there's a lot of similarities in our story, actually. Um, you know, I did lose somebody very close to me suddenly, and, and it, it created this grief that turned into this giant, giant spiral into darkness. Um, mm -hmm. And it's so interesting, the way you described that all of a sudden your entire life is just, you have to deal with it right now. And it was so intense for me. I mm -hmm. just really resonated with that because that's, that's exactly what happened to me. It was like, there was stuff I just didn't even understand mm -hmm. or knew that came up for me that was just mm -hmm. like, oh my God, I have to deal with this like right now. Otherwise I'm just going to completely lose myself. And um, so mm -hmm. I, I thank you. Just thank you so much for sharing and 
And what I want to ask you about is, is, you know, really leaning into these heavy, heavier emotions. Like I think it's so common or most people want to run away from those emotions because it is painful. It's really hard. And I just want to get your take on this of, of, um, you know, when you mentioned healing chronic pain by healing your emotions. And I think that is, is so powerful. And I, and I, I want to hear a little bit more about leaning into those heavy emotions. And is it, is it just feeling them? Is it allowing yourself to process them? Like, what is, what is this process that, that you went through? Mm. Yeah. Thanks for that question, Thomas. It's, it's such an important distinction I find. So where to begin? Let me just start by telling you a little bit more about that chronic pain I healed, because I think it's, it's a really great story because I know a lot of people with chronic pain and, um, this is a rather bold statement, but I, I believe that all physical pain is linked to an emotional root. So I had this chronic hip pain, um, for years before my mom died, maybe three years. And I, I couldn't even quite walk. Right. I like walked with a limp because it was so painful. And I went to a number of doctors and they all assured me that it would never go away and I would need surgery in order to correct it and whatnot. Lucky for me, I didn't have health insurance or money, so I didn't get the surgery. Um, and I just opted to live with the pain. And then when I was 23, after my mom died, I was in that new relationship that I mentioned earlier. And him and I were out camping one day and it started raining really heavily. So we went into the tent and we were kind of waiting for the rain to pass. And he said, can I give you a massage? And I said, yeah, actually, can you massage my right hip? It's, you know, it hurts. So he starts massaging it and I kind of go into this trance. Like, I don't even really remember being present with the massage. I just kind of went into this trance and all of a sudden he shakes me awake, Nikki, Nikki. And he looks at me with this look of fear in his eyes. And he says, were you raped by three strange men? And the question was so shocking because I had never told him that story. Um, that is, that is true. That, that did happen to me, but I had never shared that story with him. And so I started crying and, and, you know, he shared with me that while he was massaging my right hip, he had this vision of it happening, um, which really blew my mind. I mean, I had never experienced anything like this. And so that gave me the inkling, huh, is this hip pain related to that experience? And so for the first time in my life, I decided to just acknowledge that experience. You know, after it happened, I really shut down. I, I didn't cry. I didn't really feel the emotions around it. And so I started just allowing myself to feel the emotions around that experience. And first there was a lot of sadness. Then there was rage, like anger. I punched a lot of pillows and dirt and um, I just allowed myself to move through these emotions as they came. And eventually, the hip pain I'd had for three years or so just completely subsided. It completely went away, and I have never had it since. And so that's when I really started to, you know, kind of realize like, oh, 
wow, like I, I know what just happened here. These things are inevitably linked. And that really got me excited and curious about this whole emotional world and what I call emotional alchemy. And so here's the really important distinction that I learned in, in the time with my mom. I believe we have emotions, which is emotion stands for energy and motion. So emotions actually just energy and a true emotion is felt through the body. Now we can also have what I call feelings that are perpetuated by stories we tell in our head. <clears throat> so for instance, after my mom died, sometimes I would have a true emotion. I would have that deep, heavy feeling of grief come up in my body, right? And when emotions arise in my body, now I know all I need to do is lean in, allow myself to feel it. And if I stick with the actual energy that's moving through my body, it will actually pass fairly quickly. Um, it doesn't stay long. Now, then there would be times where I would start to tell stories, right? So I would I would be thinking, gosh, I'm an orphan. I have nobody. I'm going to be alone. God must hate me for, for killing both my parents. And, and I would start to tell these stories, right? That of course aren't true. And those stories could, could lead me to feeling sad. But that is different than an emotion, which is an actual sensation in the body. Um, that I'm curious if this distinction is kind of making sense, but um, right, I can tell a story to make myself feel a certain way, or I can feel an actual emotion coming through my body. Sometimes nowadays, um, I have emotions come through my body and I, I don't even know why. It can just be a beautiful day and all of a sudden I feel myself this heaviness and I start to cry and, and then I'm crying for a few minutes and then it's gone. And then I'm like, oh, okay. Um, so that's really moving in emotion. Um, so it's an important distinction because I know for a lot of us, we can get stuck in a feeling by, by telling stories in our head and, and attaching stories to our emotions. What does this mean about me, about the world? And um, that, you know, that can be a place where we can get stuck for a long time. So... Okay, great. So just to kind of wrap it all up, I teach people to just lean in and feel their emotions. And, and by doing that, we move that energy out of the body and it doesn't get stuck because when energy gets stuck, it creates dis-ease, right? The energy, we all have energy moving through our body all the time. When there's stuck energy, there's like a block to the energy flow and that creates dis-ease, also known as disease. Um, and so that can lead to chronic hip pain or uh, cancer, illness, all sorts of things. Um, so that's kind of, to put a nice bow on it, that's, that's what I live and therefore that's what I teach. That's so amazing. And I love this, um, I love this, the way you, you really define this of, of feeling inside your body is this energy coming through and this is emotions, this is energy and motion and and the stories we create and the stories that we tell ourselves really create feelings, which, I mean, for me, I think I see this, it, it almost those stories, they want to like, 
they want to make us believe it. And so we look for things to validate and we look mm. for things to make the story even stronger. And every time we have mm. tell that story, it gets even stronger and it gets even deeper. And, and I think that's, it's so important to almost get curious about those stories that we tell about like, well, is that story even true? Is it possible that it's not? And, and I, and I just, mm. I love this idea because the stories usually very rarely are they actually true or accurate or um, mm -hmm. there's some sort of um, piece of it that's that's not really who we are it's not it's not exactly who we are it's someone else or some of their experience telling us who we are it's really interesting isn't it yeah 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 and I, I love I love this um stuck energy creates disease I'm, I'm a big believer in that and 100% agree with you and it resonates so much and and I guess what I want to ask you is like this transformation you've gone through is is amazing of of just feeling and processing the emotions in such a healthy way um I'm curious how this ties into relationships because I I I see like when we don't process those stories when we don't process our emotions our feelings when we don't really heal ourselves, then it's really hard to show up in a relationship. And oftentimes maybe we attract somebody that has that same vibration or somebody that's, um, you know, in that heavier vibration, that's not necessarily the, the best person for us, but we learn so much through that relationship. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's so much here in the conversation of relationships. And I think um, there's a lot of, mm, what's the word? It's misunderstanding or almost just lack of knowledge around how intimate relationships really work in terms of who we attract and, and the healing aspect of it, right? Um, relationships aren't just here to make us happy and, and make us feel whole and complete. Um, in fact, I would personally advise against that uh, type of relationship. And to start, I guess I, I kind of want to bridge the, the precipice of your question, which seems to be like, how, do, how does this relate to relationships, this sort of, you know, healing through feeling, as I like to say. Um, so any, so I like to think of sort of repressed emotions or unacknowledged pain as, as kind of like an, um, as an, emo as an emotional wound or an energetic wound. And I use the word wound because, you know, when you have, if you have like a gaping wound on your knee and then you just brush up against a table while you're walking on accident, it can create a lot of pain, right? It's like, Oh, ow, ow. Um, and so it's the same with these energetic wounds if I have this big, big repressed experience or these repressed emotions, and then if someone just brushes up against it, even unintentionally, it can create a lot of pain, right? So anything I'm repressing or shoving down, I could, I, me, I consider a, an emotional or energetic wound. And so when I'm walking around with these energetic wounds, they kind of start to create a lens over the world I see. 
Um, they start to affect the way I see the world. So now enter relationship. The first piece is if I have a lot of unhealed, unfelt, repressed pain, that's going to create a lot of energetic wounds. And my partner is almost going to be walking on eggshells not to hurt me, right? Because again, we have this wound. So anything they, they say or do, they, they, you know, they say the wrong word or just use a slightly not the right tone. And, and I, the one with all of the energetic wounds, am going to be easily triggered, easily activated. Yeah. And so in every relationship, you're going to get triggered and activated. That's a part of the healing magic that um, intimacy has to offer. And the more repressed um, stuff you have, the more trigger activated, upset and hurt you're going to get. And the it gets more challenging when you don't have an awareness around your own energetic wounds, right? So at some point on the healing journey, a lot of us, I know you're one of these people, Thomas, um, you know, we start to understand this stuff. We're like, oh, okay, okay, I have, I have triggers, so to speak. And so I attract a partner who perfectly activates those triggers so that I can heal. Um, wow, how amazing. However, before we have that awareness, we can get in these relationships and, and there can just be a lot of tension and a lot of arguing, right? And a lot of late night fights. And if, if none of us have that awareness, we're likely just blaming each other saying, well, you do this and you do that and you make me feel this way. And um, I've personally been in those relationships um, kind of before that time in my life where as I say, my life really began, I had a lot of those relationships where we were just constantly fighting and blaming each other. And the littlest thing would just spiral, you know, out of, out of control. And so our repressed emotions, our unhealed energetic wounds, so to speak, will absolutely affect our primary relationship. They'll affect our relationship with our friends, with our family, with our coworkers, and with ourselves. Um, so there, there's just, for me, there's no separation there. They're, they're in it. They're undeniably connected. Wow. I love this so much. Thank you for pointing this out because I think for me, I've always seen like physical challenges of climbing a mountain or running a marathon or whatever the physical, like you're, when you're pushing your body, you get to this point where you get so triggered, all of this repressed emotions come up and then you have to deal with it and and I guess I've never framed mm. a relationship that way and that is so beautiful because now that I'm mm. I, I see that it's like okay there's um any relationship can work if you see it that way really um almost right mm. and and um yeah. yeah it just makes me so thankful for my partner and how much we communicate and how much um you know we express like oh that that's really hard like maybe there, there's just, we can go deeper there. And it's such a beautiful frame for mm. relationship is that these triggers actually are a good thing because they highlight that repressed, that energetic wound and, and going deeper, like, well, how do we heal that? How do we move through that? And we just feel it. We just feel mm. it. And, and mm -hmm. um, I, I love this idea of my partner 
you know, triggers me for a good reason. Like it helps me. It's, it's soothing. It's healing. It helps me feel my repressed emotions are highlighted. Love this so much. So thank you. Um, yeah. yeah. You, there's, there's something I realize that feels important to mention. Thank you so much for that sort of reflecting back what I've shared. And, and it's this, um, some people based on their experiences, you know, some people have lived through unthinkable traumas and pains. <clears throat> and for some people in, in certain situations, part of their healing path, it's going to be, it won't feel safe to feel their feelings right away. Right. So for some people, they need to be heard and validated and understood. And so I just, I just want to name so that I'm, I'm including everybody here for some people, a therapeutic setting of some kind might be necessary, right? If, if you have a <clears throat> profound trauma or experience that needs to be really worked through slowly with, with patience and understanding. And so I just want to like acknowledge all of those people out there <clears throat> where maybe just feeling on your own doesn't feel safe. And I want to encourage all of those people to go find the therapist or healer or coach or women's circle or whatever it is that's going to give you that space to really be seen and felt and understood and validated. Um, sometimes that's a really necessary first step before we can allow ourselves to feel. Um, and, and finally, on that note, I'll say that I, I don't recommend putting that on your partner. Um, if you need that extra space, find that outside of the relationship because it can put a lot of strain and weight on the partnership and, and, you know, find someone who consciously opts into holding that space instead of unconsciously kind of putting that on your partner's lap. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so yeah. amazing. And and yeah, the healers, the therapists, the coaches in the world, they're so important in, in relationships and in all of this, all of this work, especially in the energy work. And I guess my question is about, you know, there's, I think there's this idea in the self-help world of, you know, you have to get yourself perfectly healed and happy before you can have a relationship. You know, there's that mm. we should be, we should be like vibrating so high before we try and attract a partner. But I think um, maybe we should question that of maybe, maybe we don't have to be perfect. And I don't think that's possible, right? I mean, we're all, mm -hmm. we're all light beings, but being perfect is, is a ideal that's not really real, is it? And, and my question is, um, like, what do you speak to that? How do you help clients with that idea of, you know, I have to be perfect before I can, find my next partner or start a new relationship? Hmm. <sighs> yeah, thank you for that. Um, it's a great question because, you know, with the, the online world today and Instagram, there's a lot of messages out there in the, in the self-help or growth and development world. And it's worth I believe our time to address some of these, these messages that are out there. Um, yeah. So this idea that you need to be healed before you can be with another, I, I mean, that in itself to me is just not 
not relevant, not possible, not realistic, because I believe that healing is a, is the journey of this lifetime and possibly many more, you know, depending where everybody is in their own particular journey on earth. And so, um, yeah, to, to expect myself to be perfect or healed before I enter relationship is to me. Yeah. As you mentioned, perfectionism isn't real. Um, the only thing that's perfect is nature itself. And, and our idea of perfectionism is even pretty skewed. You know, we think of perfectly clean and um, clean lines and everything's tidy. And, and you look at nature. Um, I have the beauty in this very moment of, of looking at the jungle that I, I live near. And it's this chaotic mess of, of trees and vines and dead trees, you know, falling on this bush and then animals taking shelter in that dead tree. And it's this it's not clean and straight and perfect. It's, it's actually this chaotic, messy art piece that ends up working in such beautiful synchronistic harmony, right? Even though it's, it's, it's not quote unquote perfect by our society's standards. And so what I, what I do believe to be true is that it can be helpful to have a healthy awareness of myself um, before I enter partnership. Now, ultimately, in the end, it doesn't really matter what you do. You can't fuck up your life. And so, um, you know, I entered a lot of unconscious relationships and then eventually I figured it out and I started entering conscious relationships. So, so to me, no matter what you do, you're going to have an experience when I am working with people, I'm always reminding them, you can't mess up your own life. Literally, no matter what you choose, you're going to have an experience and there's going to be opportunities to grow, right? A, there's so many moments where we're in these choice points, like, should I stay in this relationship? Should I go? Should I, should I take the leap and travel? Should I stay? Should I leave my job? Should I keep my job? And Yes, I do believe that usually there's one path that maybe your soul is pulling you towards. And oftentimes that path maybe feels a little more risky or scary. And no matter what you choose, you're going to have an experience. So yeah, to kind of put a bow on it, I don't, I, I don't subscribe to an idea of being perfect. And I don't subscribe to an idea that I'm going to be fully healed um, I am on the journey and, you know, I hold a lot of healing spaces for people and I'm always reminding them like, yeah, I'm right here with you. I too am healing. Um, and I think it's so important that we can connect with one another on, on, on those very human um, experiences, right, of, of healing and um, falling down and getting back up. Um, yeah. Does that, did I answer your question? Yeah, absolutely. And I love this, um, not being perfect, but really having this self-awareness of, you know, where are those energetic wounds or what does trigger me and how, how, you know, for me personally, I think the frame I love is when we do get triggered is to get curious about it. Like what's underneath that? What's, yeah. what, how can I feel that? How can I go deeper? And, and, um, I think that healthy yeah. self-awareness is so powerful. It's such, such amazing, empowering advice. 
And, and the way you describe this like messy art piece that flows together, that is nature, it's so true. Nature is, it's the last thing that looks perfect. You know, everything's a mess in the forest and in the jungle mm-hmm. and in the animal kingdom. And it's, it's, uh, it's so messy, but it is perfect because it's just natural. It flows. It's easy. Um, mm-hmm. And, and again, I want to, I want to just repeat this because it's like, I've never heard this before. And I love this so much because it's so true is like, you can't fuck up your life. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I would say for me, like the last couple of years, there was this major struggle of, you know, should I leave being a firefighter? Like that was such a huge thing for me because there was this big identity crisis with, with, you know, I am the job type thing. And, and what's so amazing is I was just like, no, I'm going to follow my gut. I'm going to follow my soul calling and I'm going to become a healer. And Mm. when I did that, the, it felt so risky and scary and oh my gosh like what's gonna happen if I leave this really good paying job and it's just like the universe is gonna take care of me and I believe that now and and I think that's that's mm-hmm. something um I don't know I just love that idea of of whatever we choose we can't fuck it up because the universe has got our back so powerful yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah, we- what I want to ask you is um I guess I love this idea of love, like being in the process, being in the journey and not so concerned about the destination, right? So it's the outcome. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to ask you about is how, how do we attract the perfect partner, not the perfect partner, but like a great partner for our life? Like how do we attract that person that really is going to mirror and match us that's a really good fit like how do you help clients do this attract people Mm. yeah um I just want to say on on what you just said briefly before I go into this just yeah reminding myself and, and all of us listening that we are manifestations of the universe and therefore we are always held and protected and provided for by the universe and that's such a important thing for me to remember in my own life is like you know there's moments where we can feel so alone um oh man and, and, and it's so hard and um the truth is we're never alone uh we're never alone we're connected to something far beyond what we can see and it's it's yeah, it's, it's an incredible presence in my life. Um, so yeah, just wanting to remind everyone of that for those of you for whom that resonates. Uh, yeah, this question about attracting partners. <clears throat> so this isn't going to be a very um, popular answer. In fact, I'm sure this is what a lot of people don't want to hear. And as I understand it, um, whoever you're attracting is that partner. So whoever you're already attracting, that is the partner that is an energetic match for you. And a lot of people don't like to hear that because they're like, oh, I'm attracting this type of man or this type of woman. And I want to attract this type of man and this type of woman. And there's 
<laughs> I believe the only thing we can do is, is continue to heal ourselves. If I want to start attracting someone or something different, if I want to attract new opportunities, new experiences, new potential partners, then my energy has to shift. And because everything's energy and we're just, we're attracting everything based on what I call the aura we wear. So I believe our thoughts impact our beliefs, which, which then we wear those beliefs in our bodies and that impacts this kind of energetic aura we wear around. Um, and that aura attracts things, people, places, experiences. And so if, if you're out there listening and you're unhappy with the type of person you've been attracting, um, you know, I would start to get curious. Don't not, no need to get judgmental on yourself, but start to get curious. Like, okay, what is this person exuberating that I am not a fan of, or I'm not enjoying, right? And where do I see that in myself? And how can I learn to accept this part of myself? Is there something I need to feel here? Is there something I've been repressing? Um, how can I bring love to this part of myself? What's the message this part of myself is trying to send me? And, you know, there's a lot of avenues we can go here to kind of explore these things with a curious lens. Um, but there's, there's no other way I know how to do it, right? A lot of people want this kind of quick fix, like, well, how can I attract that type of person? Can I, can I dress differently? Can I get a different dating app? Can I go hang out at different places? And the truth is the brilliance of who we attract in relationship is it's, it's, dare I say, perfect. It, it, we attract who we're meant to attract. That, that intelligence, that, um, that universal intelligence, so to speak, doesn't mess up, right? Um, so if you want to attract a different type of human, my uh, guidance would be to look within and go deeper into your own healing. And as you begin to organically heal and grow and uh, ground yourself in more awareness, you'll find that you start to attract different types of people. Oh, I love that answer so much. And uh, so true. I do think, you know, the tuning fork analogy of, of attracting or, or changing the vibration of the tuning fork next to the tuning fork that you strike. And um, yeah, it's so important. I think the energy vibration that we put off attracts everything in our life, the abundance, our work, our partners, everything. And um, is there anything I haven't asked you that you would like to cover or talk about that we haven't really hit on yet? Mm. I guess I would just leave um, with a couple words for anyone listening. You know, um, we live on this incredible planet. Um, it's so beautiful. It's such a unique place to live. There's, there's nowhere in the universe like it. And, and it's so easy to get caught up in problems that most of the time are just created in our heads. And 
I deeply empathize with all of you out there. I know how real those things can feel and I know how all consuming they can be. Um, and so I, I deeply empathize with you and um, I send you so much love and strength and courage on your unique journey. And I know for me, you know, my, my story in a nutshell is, is, is coming from very hard circumstances and sort of like a lotus kind of blooms from the mud, blooming from this, this dark place. And now here I am so, so fortunate and so grateful to, to live this life that like almost doesn't feel real sometimes, you know, I'm, um, I'm just so happy to be traveling and I'm so grateful to have this business that can support me wherever I go and, and see the most beautiful places and um, experience magnificent love and, and joy. And um, all of those things, of course, don't come without me allowing myself to feel grief and pain and sadness um, and anger when it arises, kind of like I talked about earlier today. So I just want to kind of leave with a little letter of love for all of you out there like wherever you are in your journey you're right on time you're not fucking up it's it's all divine trust this moment trust what you've been through and as you continue to lean in and go deeper into your own healing journey just remember that you are so much more than your circumstances. You are so much more than the stories in your head. Um, you are this like indescribable, magnificent beam of love, like a beam of love. Can you actually imagine that? Um, you're an incredible manifestation of life itself. And um, I just, I guess I just want to remind everyone of that. And um, yeah, because it's easy to get caught up in the stories about who we are and what we are or, or the identities like you were sharing, Thomas. But the, the truth is, as I know it, is that we're actually this like magnificent manifestation of love and life. And um, there's just endless possibilities the more I heal and open myself to, to life, to nature. <sighs> So I hope that that can uh, land in the hearts of those of you listening. I'm just sending you all so much love and recognition and um, respect and gratitude for you saying yes to coming here on earth during this wild time, being here now. Thank you. Wow. Thank you so much. So much, so much wisdom there. And um, uh, it's, it's how I end every podcast is you are so much more than you think you are. And um, gosh, thank you so much for that. And your message, your story, everything is so beautiful. Um, this beam of love, I really feel it in my heart. Just thank you for being here and sharing your wisdom with us. And how can people find you, get in touch with you, um, join your coaching programs and all those things that you're doing, your courses, um, books, like what do you have that people can really um, get in touch with you and, and start their own healing journey? Yeah, thanks for that, Thomas. And um, I, I also just want to, you know, 
bow in, in recognition to you and, and say thank you for holding a space like this um, and, just, and just creating a place in which people can come and feel inspired or, or learn something. And um, I, I can feel you have a really, really kind heart. Um, it's, it's very clear to me from here. So I just thank you for being who you are and um, being a kind soul on this earth and choosing to follow your mission. Um, so powerful and important. So yeah, people can find me. Uh, the, if you really, if you really want to go deep with me, I'm, I'm on Instagram. That's like my my online diary and <laughs> I feel like my my people on there are like my best friends because I'm all revealing and go very deep uh, so that's at heart womb healing uh, I also have a podcast it's another place I like to go deep um, which I, I put out new episodes each week and that's called the feel pray love podcast and as for offerings it's it's always changing. I'm I'm a I'm a gypsy woman of the wind. So um, right now I'm finishing up a container, and then I won't be working with anyone in groups or one on one for a while while I go do some traveling. Um, but I always have some online courses you can take at any time, and you can get all the updates and information on any programs that do come forth on my website. I'm always keeping that up to date. So that's um, nikkisunshine.info. And yeah, between those three places, we'll be pretty well connected. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much for sharing your links. And they'll be in the show notes and everybody listening, you know, check out the courses, check out Nikki, because she's such an amazing human being and teacher and so inspiring. And, you know, for everybody listening, I just hope we, we helped you go a little bit deeper into remembering who you really are, this beam of love, this light, mm -hmm. this current of energy. And because mm -hmm. whatever you think you are, you're so much more than that. And uh, I just want you to go out there and find your sacred ancestry. Mm. Are you a new author that's trying to wade through self-publishing of what category should I pick? Find the right designer, get an editor. What about the formatting? What's the dimensions that the actual spine in the book have to be? Is it gloss or white paper? There's so many different things that goes on in publishing. And that's why I'm dedicated to helping indie authors that have gone through this healing journey through writing their own book, publish that piece of art, publish that amazing work that could help heal others. And here's the thing is when a book heals the author, the book heals the reader. And this is so huge. I know I say this all the time, but it's so important. And, and I wanna help the world make a huge impact by spreading more books that heal the reader. So if this sounds like you, I want you to go to mountainmindtricks.com publishing. Again, that's mountainmindtricks.com publishing. And if you're wading through, should I publish on Amazon? What about Ingram Spark? How do I get my book into bookstores? What should I do to even launch a book? How do I get on podcasts? There's so many things that go into publishing. And again, that's why I'm here for you. I want to publish your book. So if this sounds like you, go to mountainmindtricks.com publishing. Again, mountainmindtricks.com publishing. Do you have perfect health? 
Could you improve your sleep, immune system, or energy levels? What about muscle recovery or detoxing from the fire season? I've been using the essential oils for a few months now, and I've been getting perfect sleep. My immune system is top-notch, and I feel amazing. Essential oils are plant allies that support our bodies in a million different ways. On Guard supports your immune system. Lemon helps you detox the heavy metals from the smoke. And the peppermint will release your head tension in seconds. Support your healing journey and go to mountainmindtricks.com essential-oils. Essential oils are hundreds of pounds of pure organic plant material pressed into a tiny amount of liquid, which means the essential oil is a powerful ally. So go to mountainmindtricks.com essential-oils. That's mountainmindtricks.com essential-oils. Electromagnetic frequencies, or EMFs, are affecting your body right now. The World Health Organization reports that EMFs can cause headaches, anxiety, depression, nausea, fatigue, loss of libido, and sleep disturbances. What if you could protect yourself from the EMF fogs and the 5G rollouts? I've been trying products from Essential Vibes and I noticed a huge difference. The live blood tests show that your blood flow increases with less globules. You sleep better, have more balance, and the muscle testing proves this. So go to mountainmindtricks.com slash EMF protection to learn more. I was so impressed with these products, I had to add this to my natural wellness program. So check out Essential Vibes and go to mountainmindtricks.com slash EMF protection. That's mountainmindtricks.com slash EMF protection.